everyone. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, Star Sound Astrology. Well, I've got a really cool episode for you lined up today. We're going to be talking about Mars retrograde. So, it's Mars and Aries season. There's a very important reason why I'm devoting an entire podcast to this. This is one of the key um, critical transits of this year. And um, it's going to be um, really making an impact. So I'm going to get into what it looks like, uh, what we can expect, or you know, uh, shape the shape of things and the potential for things to happen, the shadow and the light, of course, and um, what particular groups of people and populations uh, are definitely going to be affected in this transit. This is something that's going to be Mars is going to be in Aries for six months. So that's a that's a long time. Typically, Mars will move through a sign in two months, but because it's going to go retrograde in September, it's going to take longer in Aries. It's going to step back, right? Go backwards in retrograde, and then turn around and go forward. So it won't be out of its Mars and Aries. Mars and Aries season won't end until January sixth. So we can celebrate. It's that's that's called in in uh, Christianity. That's the Epiphany, Little Christmas, January sixth. You know when the wise men got to the stable, it's like okay, with the gifts. <laughs> so we could celebrate the end of that, but um, it's going to really. Um, it's going to it's quite a dynamic mars being that very dynamic planet of action and such is uh, it's going to really um i think reveal even more things but it's um it can be a very contentious time but it can also really change and move things forward so i'm going to get into all of that and i'm also going to talk about the signs you know what particular uh, sign you are if your sun or if your planets in certain signs, the cardinal signs, you are definitely going to be um, feeling this very powerfully. So um, with that, we will dig on in. Oh, and at the very end, I'm going to offer a, a wonderful mantra. It's called the Liberation Mantra. I learned it years ago in, in yoga, and it's it's a mantra that is chanted for new beginnings. And because Mars is the planet of action and, you know, life and new life and vitality and and birth and, you know, the, the life force, um, I figured, hey, you know, and change, you know, action moving, moving forward, especially at this time in this year, um, I felt it was super appropriate. So um, I'll even I'll even sing you some bars um, with my um, with my voice as it is. Uh, so as you can see, I'm feeling better. <laughs> I'm definitely feeling better. I am definitely taking, you know, Saturn put me over his knee for that lunar eclipse. And I got hammered with my health, as I had explained to you earlier. Um, but um, in the previous uh, podcast episode, but I am doing very well. And I appreciate all your lovely uh, well wishes and prayers and good thoughts. Uh, because that has that has helped me tremendously. So now we're going to continue on and um, vitality. Yeah, the physical vitality. I'm going to talk about health as well. So it's a, it's a really super packed, juicy, juicy celebratory episode. Yay. So, okay, let's dig in. Okay, so we begin with what is Mars? What does Mars, the planet Mars, represent? Well, Mars is all about our drive and our passion. It's the uh, closest neighbor, right, to the Earth, the closest planet, 
and it's, a, it's considered a personal planet, like Mercury, Venus, and Mars are personal planets, so they govern very much about our own individual lives. The outer planets have to do more with, you know, societal, uh, conceptual societal um, matters. But Mars is about um, drive and passion. So um, it represents our desire to reach out, our desire to get things done, right? GSD, get stuff done. Um, it's about our driving force, our motivation, our passion, um, our determination to get things done. Um, it rules our animal nature, you know, our lower nature, our desire. It rules sexual energy, sexuality. Um, it governs, um, has to do with ambition, competition, uh, conquering, you know, on a lower level like aggression and um, power, courage, you know, on a higher level about being courageous and being brave. Um, it's very intense energy. It's, it's all about passion. Um, if Mars energy is blocked, if you have Mars in a, in a challenging position in your chart, um, you, you know, it can often lead to frustration or even anger and violence, you know, phys physical violence, uh, those kinds of things. So uh, where Mars is in, in our chart indicates, you know, how we assert ourselves, the style, the, the sign that Mars is in, the house it's in, and the aspects, the relationships it has with other planets tell us a story about you, how you move in the world, how you assert yourself. Uh, Mars is the natural uh, ruler of Aries and Scorpio. It has dual rulership, so it's in its home sign now for the next six months. And it, in, a, in our astrological charts, it rules the first house and the eighth house. Okay, now, Mars in the sign of Aries. Aries is a cardinal sign. So cardinal signs are Aries, Cancer, Capricorn, and Libra. Now, um, it's interesting because just last Sunday we had the solar eclipse in zero degrees of Cancer. We're at zero degrees of Mars right now, zero degrees in Aries zero degrees. So those are both cardinal signs. So we're getting a lot of deep cardinal leadership here, folks, as, as we have seen in the world. And um, this eclipse, of course, as we said in the previous podcast, um, do have a listen if you haven't had an opportunity, um, but it is definitely um, opening a whole new door of how we lead, uh, how we can, how we create a the kind of a compassionate society. You know, so this is our our turn, our big chance to evolve into compassion. Well, here comes Mars, Mr. You know, I always think of a caveman with a big club in his hand. You know, Mars was the god of war. You you've seen those you know, the Roman god of war. Um, so, um, you know, we, we see those pictures of him with the helmet and he's always, you know, clobbering people. Um, but uh, so, you know, here we just had this eclipse in Cancer and then now here comes Mars and he's like, rrr, rrr, rrr. well, you know, okay, calm down, you know, like, let's, let's breathe. Okay, Mars, let's, let's breathe. So, um, uh, the potential is to be passionate about creating a compassionate society, you know, as it's, as it's, um, you know, going to do a big dance in, um, in the fall with um, Jupiter, Pluto and Saturn, mostly uh, Saturn and Pluto. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that momentarily. In the meantime, okay, so it's a, it's a cardinal sign. <clears throat> 
and it's always about leadership. You know, zero degrees of Aries is considered, it's called the, um, the air, it's literally called the Aries point. It's a new beginning. Zero degrees of any sign is technically an Aries point because it's the beginning. So, you know, Mars in um, March 20. March 21st is the, you know, the uh, solstice, um, sorry, equinox, (laughs) spring equinox, and uh, in the northern hemisphere. Um, And so that was, uh, you know, it's the beginning, the beginning of spring in the northern hemisphere. So it's all about new beginnings. Think of it as the energy that it takes to push and come to life, where Mars represents our physical vitality. And so um, if you imagine a little a seedling, that a seed that has germinated and is now in, in the, in the um, unspecified, you know, vastness of the earth, um, it comes out of the formless into form and pushes up out of the earth like a little sprout, a little seedling. And so that initial where it pushes, right, it creates force to come up out of the earth, to defy gravity and come up out of the soil. So that's a good, you know, general reference image for Mars. It's that push, you know, what it takes to survive, what it takes to move forward and to stay alive. So uh, Mars in the sign of Aries is, um, is definitely all about, like we said, getting things done. Um, making those initial that initial push. Now it's going to make some. Um, it's going to have some really interesting. Well, let me let me just mention too. In in the area of health, you know, like in, in the study of medical astrology, Mars rules the head. Uh, Taurus rules the neck and jaw, but um, Aries it rules the head and also. Um, yeah, just the head and the face. So, um, and and in general, the physical body, um, our health, um, any you know negative placements or difficult placements with Mars would indicate um, vi- issues with vitality and health and and well being, one's vital energy. So um, we're gonna mention that a little bit later when it when we're gonna talk about the retrograde part. But um, basically, what I want to say now is. Uh, you may want to look at, you know, where is Mars in, in your chart? What house is it in? Is it making a, is it aligned, you know, side by side with a planet? Um, you know, any, is Mars in Aries? And you're going to see, a, you'll have what's called a Mars return, which happens about roughly every two years. So, um, you know, depending where it is in your chart, it'll have, it might be squaring, making a conflict energy with something in your chart. It might be opposing. If you have Mars and Aries, it'll be opposing Libra. So it depends on, you know, where it is in your chart and it will spell out a whole song, you know, a whole song, a whole theme about how you move through the world and what kinds of um, energies and issues affect you and um, that you are here to work with. So um, basically, this um, Mars retrograde, um, it's going to, it's at zero degrees now. And next month, July 25th, it's going to go enter its retrograde zone. So this is like a shoulder period before it fully goes retrograde September 9th. So this is the zone at which um, it will um, leave its retrograde, 15 degrees of Aries. And then it'll stay in that in Aries until about January 2nd of next year. It'll be at, go back to 28 degrees where it'll leave the, completely leave the, the shadow and the retrograde zone. So, um, 
when it actually goes into retrograde, that'll be September 9th at 28 degrees, and it'll go backwards to 15 degrees. So 28 degrees Aries to 15 degrees Aries from September 9th to November 14th. There's a lot that's going to be going on um, in our society. I'm looking really carefully at the government, at leadership, um, a lot of... um, yeah, a lot of action and things that need to be um, moved forward, but in a different manner than what what we've had. Meaning corruption and the old patriarchal ways. It's like this is going to give us a, a place. The retrograde is going to be where we step back, right? The word retrograde means literally step back and review the plans or the, maybe the plans we've made for moving ahead. We might feel like okay we have to we have to revisit some things and it might be frustrating so i'm just here to offer some guidance and advice and you know how to navigate effectively um i do want to say at this point it retrogrades at 28 degrees aries and i looked up the sabian symbol for 28 aries the sabian s a b i a n sabian symbols in astrology are really interesting they're almost like tarot symbols they're divination symbols so um, every single uh, there's 360 of them because there's 12 signs of the zodiac 30 degrees every single um, degree has an image a very interesting kind of cryptic image associated with it and they're called Sabian symbols well I looked up the uh, Sabian symbol for 28 Aries and it is um it's called the music of the spheres. Now these are from Dane Rudger, who was one of the great living astrologers of the 20th century. He's an incredible soul. Um, he was like a philosopher, scholar, astrologer. You know, there's there's very few in that orbit, but but Dane was one of them. Anyway, um, I'm going to read you what it says here because I find it rather fascinating. Certainly piqued my interest because music of the spheres is like. Hello, Star Sound Astrology, the music of the spheres, um, all the the tonality, the every what was revealed to me in a dream when I got the name Star Sound Astrology was that everything is, um, all planets emanate sound, and you could say literally the music what Pythagoras called the music of the spheres, and. Um, it was very interesting because these, or as you know, like my friend Ken Rolla would say, in, as a as a scientist, you'd say they emit scalar energy. Um, in in yoga, we call it chi or prana, um, but we can also imagine that as a musical frequency. So these are these are vibratory frequencies. So the music of the spheres is basically what every planet emanates a certain song. You could say. So I just felt, um, and, and when what was revealed to me was when I read a chart, what we're really reading are the, the music of the spheres, like the, the frequencies of the planets as they occur for people. So of course I'm very interested in this transit. Um, so the, the keynote for this is attunement to cosmic order. Attunement to cosmic order. Sounds very positive. Um, there are very different sequences like these each of these symbols represents an unfoldment and evolution and this is considered the fourth stage of a five-fold sequence I don't you don't have to get all hung up about all that but um, what he's saying here is a technique is often presented 
it is based on the experiences implied in the preceding symbols. In this case, what the individual who has entered into a new realm of possibilities of action should learn is the harmonic principles operating in this realm. The music of the spheres is the celestial embodiment of principles of polyphonic interplay. So the word polyphonic, meaning many, poly, many, phonic, many sounds, the interplay of many sounds. The celestial embodiment, I love that, of the principles of, of sound. Uh, the individual advancing on the path, like the spiritual path, should seek to understand and realize their vast place in the vast in, realize their place in the vast scheme of mankind's or we'll say people kinds <laughs> evolution in the immense chord of the harmony of the universe so where it's about understanding and realizing our place in the vast scheme so when i when i first saw that i thought you know it makes me think you know so much of our time when we get caught up in the pettiness of the world you know, we we often say things that, you know, aren't very high or, or they're just, they don't really have a lot of meaning or import. They're not going to be lasting us forever. And not that we have to live at all these high levels all the time, but certainly we want to conduct ourselves where, as my yoga teacher said, always use, um, always leave rose petals. So that's what I was present to, leaving rose petals. Understanding your vast place if you want to leave a song on the planet, wouldn't you want to leave something lovely and beautiful like rose petals? We wouldn't want to leave pettiness and, and such and having to be right, you know, which is such a Mars thing. So this just completes this by saying the message for this to the seeker for meaning, which is implied in this symbol, the music of the spheres, is listen to your inner voice. Listen without personalizing this voice in a glamour-producing manner. So, you know, don't get all caught up about, wow, you know, have it mean something. Just listen to your inner voice. It is the voice of the whole, of which one begins to realize that one is a tiny little part, yet a significant part, for every note of the universal chord has its place and its ineradicable meaning. So I just thought that was cool. Another uh, zodiac symbol is called, uh, these are lesser known, I found in my internet research, a Kosminski symbol. So it's a different, again, the 360 degrees of the zodiac, but um, a different different visual. And, you know, try this on for size. Uh, This one says... uh, an artist laying a mosaic pavement in a large public building. He works slowly and with great patience. So that's interesting because this is such a late degree of Aries. You know, the, the where we're in, you know, where it's going to retrograde is at a late degree. So the beginning of Aries, you know, it's like the first rush out of the gate. But by the time you get to the end, it's like it's already starting to take on characteristics of the next sign. So it's interesting because he's working slowly and with patience, which is totally not the typical Mars archetype. Mars is like, I want it now. I want it now. Right. There's a lot of impatience Um, and working quickly and maybe impulsively. 
So this is about laying, if you're thinking about society now, you know, when we apply this to what's been happening with our society this year, there is this vast change taking place. So this artist laying a mosaic pavement, it's like we're in the process of building something outrageous. There's a lot of muck, there's a lot of gunk, there's a lot of ugliness coming up, you know, all the the racist comments, the, the further killings and um, abuse by police, by um you know, just uh, all over the, the the world, we're seeing this, but very much so, of course, in the United States, and um, it's just creating. You know, we're we're in the process of building something better, so all of this darkness is coming up to be cleared, and it's a slow process. So um, ultimately, we are creating great art, but of course, we're in the phase right now where things are being dismantled, and it's messy. So I thought of that when I read that Kaminsky symbol. symbol. Okay, so um, moving on now, um, let's see, what else did I want to talk about? The symbols, okay, so um, here's some dates. Uh, we have, uh, like I said, late August, Saturn, um, Mars, Saturn, and um, uh, especially, well, Jupiter and Pluto, which are tight together right now, very, very tight. Um, so a lot more in retrograde, so there's a lot more corruption being revealed um, a lot of secrets and things about government and about people in high places. Interesting because Mary Trump, Trump's niece, just wrote a tell-all book about her family, which is coming out in the end of July, just as Mars enters that retrograde zone. Very interesting. And it, and so uh, I haven't read anything, um, any contents. There are some advanced quotes coming out from the press now. Simon & Schuster, I believe, is the publisher. They're very, very prestigious publishing house. So um, it's all very interesting how that, that is occurring right now as, as we're going through all this. Um, but anyway, of course, many, many examples of, of our society and uh, things coming to, to the fore. Um, Jupiter also ruling the military and that, that revelation about Trump with um, the New York Times report on Friday, the New York Times reported that U.S. intelligence had include, had concluded that a uh, Russian military intelligence unit in, in Russia um, that was linked to assassination attempts in Europe had offered rewards for attacks last year. If somebody was successful in attacks, they offered rewards uh, attacking American soldiers and coalition soldiers and that there was bounty money that was that was offered and even some um, militants had collected so of course the white house and in all denied it and trump denied it um but um the times published in another another report saying that um us intelligence uh, forces in afghanistan alerted uh, back in january as early as january that they were alerted uh, to the suspected uh, Russian plot to pay bounties. And so they've known about this. So I think this is really, um, this is this could be another huge, huge uh, thing. This, uh, you know, I, it's interesting because I, I see it a little bit in the news and then it's, maybe it's just being covered up a lot, but um, it's just, um, there just seems to be a lot of evidence of the president ignoring allegations against Russia um, to accommodate Putin, you know, and all that, that big, you know, ball of wax. But um, anyway, yeah, I just thought that was, 
that was pretty interesting about the bounty offer. I mean, this is like like the leader of our country, you know, uh, going against, uh, you know, I, I, it's just so horrendous to even speak about that that somebody would would know about this and this was going on with your own people. You know, you're turning against your own men who put putting their lives on the line. It's unspeakable, but it's now being speakable. It's got to be. You know, we got Mars and Aries. We have to take action and deal with this stuff. And anyway, that's just an example of, like I said, you know, these vast changes um, moving forward. Um, and we're going to be reviewing, um, you know, with with uh, with the military and certainly defunding the police. That's another issue, of course, that has been in the news. And we'll be seeing more of this about looking going Mars rules the police and, and, you know, police, military kind of thing. So that um, we're again reviewing and revising and revisiting all of these subjects that we will be during the fall. Um, But anyway, uh, September 9th, like I said, it starts its retrograde at 28 degrees. I'm calling out a few dates here that I find that are particularly uh, hot spots mainly late September, but most really the whole month of October, Saturn and Pluto are going to be tight in a square with Mars. And this is the big deal that we're all talking about in astrology. This Mars squaring, these big change agents that have brought us COVID-19, this whole dismantling of government, of politics, of the corruption, the need to, uh, we're facing a lot of death with the pandemic, they need to be restrict and to be restricted, wearing masks, quarantining, social distancing, you know, all that stuff. Mars in its square could produce a lot of anger, a lot of upset, a lot of frustration, like more than what we've seen. But it's also calling us to say, well, may cooler heads prevail. Let us stop being so selfish, the shadow side of Mars, me, 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 me. And let's think about Saturn, right? Society. What about the needs of others? Because everybody want nobody wants to wear a mask, but we have to think about the needs of others and what's going to build a a safe society. What's right now? We're dealing with a pandemic. And it's not going away anytime fast. We've had these startling statistics that came out today. In the um, the New York Times reported, there was a, the coronavirus surge. Uh, the new the number of new cases is surging to levels not ever seen in the course of the pandemic, according to the New York Times. So we haven't even we're at numbers now that we didn't see in in February and March. Um, infections nationwide, lest you think you're you know immune, um, infections have risen sixty five percent in the U.S. in the last two weeks. Nationwide, okay. Um, including several in states that were among the first to reopen. I'm reading this report here. Um, By Saturday evening, last night, more than 41,000 cases of coronavirus had been announced across the U.S. 41,000. And that's including single-day records in Nevada, South Carolina, and Florida. Um, Yeah, so it's, it's intense. Uh, leaders are rethinking their strategies, which of course they should. Dr. Fauci said, look, these these um, efforts to curb the spread are not working. And it's a, it's a very intense uh, realization. So anyway, uh, 
we're going to be seeing some really um, intense, you know, could be showdown at the OK Corral uh, for many for many people in, in especially come October when Saturn and Pluto um, are going to um, are, are tight October 4th, um, October 7th to 10th. Mars is exactly square Pluto. So, um, you know, that's a big deal. And um, I would say late Late August, it starts to show up, but that's when Mars is still direct. But then Mars is going to step backwards, start moving backwards in September 9th. The end of September, it'll be exactly in that square, that showdown energy. Very challenging, September 27th to the 30th. Then really, basically through the month of October, uh, the most intense days would be when it's exact with Pluto and Capricorn. So Mars and Aries at a 90 degree angle to Pluto and Capricorn. That will be around October 6th to the 10th. So, um, wow, you know, it's a lot. Um, I could say a whole lot about Trump and Trump's chart against this, but I think I'm going to, it's it's a lot of unpacking and it's too much to get into here. Um, but I'm thinking of having a, a webinar um, at the end of the week to just kind of go over this and say, let's, let's be real and, and see what we're, we'll talk about what we're seeing here. Um, anyway, let's move on to um, who might be affected, you know, particular groups of people by sign, by age, you know, that will really be feeling this Mars transit. Um, there is, um, okay, so let me start with uh, people in their people in their sixties, well, I'd say late sixties into their seventies, so it would be seniors. Um, they have uh, Neptune in Libra, so this Mars transit is going to affect them. That's going to be opposing their Neptune. So when Mars opposes Neptune, you know, I think about COVID nineteen. You know, Neptune rules infections. Mars physical body vitality excuse me, inflammation, all of these things. So we, they, you might feel the people in that age group, amongst others, would feel some uh, of maybe a decrease in vitality when it's retrograde, especially when it's over the degree of their, um, their Neptune. Uh, roughly 1942 to 1957, that's when Neptune was in Libra. I would say maybe if you were born maybe 43-ish, I'm trying to open my computer page to that right now, but in our Mercury retrograde moment, the page is not displaying. Hello. Thank you, Mercury retrograde. Anyway, um, it's just playing tricks on me, so it's probably saying, don't worry about it. It's okay. You know, you got enough of a... Tell them 1943. All right, whatever. Uh, so anyway, that's a heads up for that group. Um, and then, and I think too about COVID, you know, yes, there are a lot of young people that are getting COVID right now, um, but the majority has been and might even continue to be uh, older people, people with health issues, predisposed issues, and just generally older people, um, because unfortunately, typically they are very health challenged. And so just want to call that out about the Neptune, Mars-Neptune um, opposition. It's going to oppose that Neptune. The other, um, another group that, again, like I said earlier, cardinal signs. If you have any, if your sun or any planets in your chart are at 15 degrees to 28 degrees of Aries, 
So you were born around the middle of the Aries cycle. So it would have been maybe like early April, you know, to the to uh, late late April. Um, that would that would be um, indicative of um, you know that's where you again you would have Mars um, crossing those that particular um, whether it's your Sun or other signs. So I mean, sorry, whether it's your sun or other planets, any planets in those uh, in those degrees, you're going to be feeling it more. Uh, Mars is also going to any anybody who's a Capricorn would mean a January, not so much December, but January birthdays. Uh, anybody who's a Capricorn, Mars is going to be squaring your sun, you know, during this time period. Um, for the indigo generation who had um, in the early 90s, 90, 91, 92, if you were born in those years, when Saturn, Uranus, and Neptune were all in Capricorn, uh, especially Uranus, Neptune, in that degree of Capricorn were basically over those three years. So if you were born in those three years, you would have Mars uh, squaring Uranus and Neptune. So again, squaring Neptune would might be about feeling um, there may be illness or confinement or having to deal with um, issues of, you know, your health and vitality being drained. And so, uh, you know, just something to look look out for. And then the other group, too, that comes to mind for me is the uh, children that were born uh, starting in March of 2015 to about June 4th of 2015. And then the end of December, like the last two days of December 2015, uh, through through now, because we've got, you know, uh, Pluto is at 22 degrees of, of Capricorn. So anybody who's roughly uh, five years old and younger, um, Mars is going to be squaring, Mars is going to be squaring um, their Pluto. So for parents of children, you know, just to put the alert out there to be, you know, just taking extra good care, of course, of your, of your children and that these, um, these issues might, it might come up, you know, possible health issues, um, not to scare you, but just again, um, really taking, you know, making sure they get their rest and vitamins and keep their immune system strong. That would be uh, very advisable. And um, and if they need more rest, which they might, you know, when Mars gets retrograded, you know, it can sap one's vitality. So um, not to push them or overburden them, but to really support them with a lot of uh, self-care, you know, for the, for the kids. Kid care, your care and kid care, taking care of them, making sure everybody gets a lot of rest. It may also look like for, you know, kids that age, uh, maybe in... Um, dealing with authority you know you're we're back to school in September whether we're homeschooled or or if there is going to be school school um, somewhere somehow you know kids there might be some acting out or defiance issues behavioral issues you know for kids in that age group so um, again you know to know these things and and to work with them especially in September and through the month of October uh, it'll pretty much back off in in um, by then, you know, in, by November when it goes, it'll go direct um, on November thirteenth. So then Mars will will move forward, and um, it'll be di- back in a direct motion um, in November, um, where it's gonna square again with Pluto, mo- some Saturn, but mostly Pluto, December fifth. 
I know this was really just a talk about Mars retrograde, but I want to shout out to all you parents and and others uh, in the especially in the aforementioned categories uh, that December fifth uh, will be an exact square with Mars Pluto, and then it'll be exactly square. Um, it'll be an exact Mars Pluto square on believe it or not Christmas Day. <laughs> it's like don't clobber somebody if you didn't get your favorite toy. Okay. You know, let's let's be peaceful. Let's construct rather than destruct. You know, um, so uh, and that was really leading into my, you know, what is the remedy? What? How do we navigate these very challenging aspects um, for our society in our in the collective and in our own lives? Well, we want to be pacing. The best advice would be pace your energy. Uh, and your drive and your ambition. You know, we when Mars is direct in the sign of Aries, I know for me, I was like, oh, I have all this energy. And I do. I mean, I've been taking care of myself and giving myself my supplements and all and, and all that. But we we all want everything right away. It's a new beginning. We want everything in the candy store. And so does everybody else. But we we have to be mindful of others, you know, moving away from the selfish Mars archetype to, you know, okay, how can I assist others? How can I shine my light instead of blowtorching everyone? You know, how can I shine my light and be passionate about, um, for the collective, you know, what's going to help other people like wearing a mask, you know, uh, okay. I, you know, you might say, well, I don't believe that. I don't think I'm going to, you know, spread germs, but it's like, you know what? You, we don't know. There's so much about this virus and how it transmits and stuff. There's been so many conflicting reports, but, um, Basically, where um, maybe it won't prevent you from getting it from the outside, but you, your, as as we've probably heard this drill before, but your um, exhalations and such will prevent from going out because you know we who knows how many people are asymptomatic, you know, and, and they've they've seen that. So um, again, where it's really a, 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 it's really saying, look, I'm I'm being considerate of others. So, you know, it's not easy. Nobody wants to do that, but we're thinking about others. Take our, it, oh, the equation away from us and just think of others. others. So, um, you, you know, check your ambition um, at the door. Rethink, you know, how the plans that you have. It's great to be ambitious, but maybe you're mo- we're moving in a different direction. Maybe it's not going to be in a direction that has been helping society. Maybe you want to step back and and consider these things. Uh, don't get too frustrated. You might be, you might have to rework things in the fall. So the plans you make now, they, you, you may have to revise them. And don't feel frustrated if things don't seem to be moving forward. Well, how can they move forward? Mars is stepping backward. You know, just like Mercury retrograde, you know, plans and contracts and things don't move forward. It's in a, in a, in a yin meditative state, you know, so Mars is rethinking its plans of action. So um, sometimes it feels like there's setbacks, you know, Saturn is retrograde right now. And anybody going through a Saturn transit, like a Saturn return, if you're 27 to 29, or 57 to 59, or 87 to 89, you know, um, wow, it's not easy, you know, you feel like you're making no progress, and it can be a real grind, while the speedy, impulsive Mars is getting challenged just by being retrograde, but then on top of that, it's getting that square, that harsh square with uh, Saturn and Pluto, 
and it's kind of like those guys on the football field when they practice. You know, you ever see the football, football, not soccer, football and United States football for you guys overseas. You see those guys, you know, they have their giant shoulder pads and their helmets and they're on the practice field and they run and they train against those, I don't know what they call them, those things that are on this, the football uh, field and they bam against them, you know, they're like, like ramming into them. You know, that's kind of like a square energy. It's rough and it, it, it causes us to, you know, it wakes us up. And, you know, in a, astrologically, it's saying, hey, you, you, we've got to work something out here and um, let's not be in conflict. Let's use this square to accomplish something. So even if accomplishing just means I need to take a back seat with these plans or, or revise them. Uh, but what's what's cool, though, I want to point out, and not many astrologers have talked about this, I've noticed that the asteroid, really more of a dwarf planet, um, Pallas Athena, she is, right now, she's conjunct with Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto at in the late degrees of Capricorn. Well, Saturn's not back in Capricorn just yet, but Jupiter and Pluto are. And Pallas is there amongst them. So who's Pallas? Who is this girl? Well, she is like the female Mars. So she is, she is the cool, you know, Mars is the hothead. Uh, women are from, what was that? Men are from Mars and women are from Venus. Well, certain women can be from Mars, but they're Pallas Athena Mars. So they're cool-headed and they're strategic and they have a lot of creative intelligence. So they're willing to wait and pause and they're not reactive, you know. So it's the energy of Mars of moving forward, but you got to plan and you're strategic, and you're cool and calculated. So you've often seen her as the Roman warrior with that, you know, headdress thing. And I, I believe that the symbol for West Point, if I'm not mistaken, is that that helmet, the, you know, the goddess with the helmet. And I believe it's Pallas Athena. I want to believe that it is. But anyway, I may be wrong. Uh, but Pallas Athena is right there with Jupiter and Pluto right now. So she is helping to steer that ship in, in the direction of a, a compassionate society. I, I, I know it's, it's funny for me to say it, but I'm going to say it, a polite society. I know right now it's like we've not seen that, but, <laughs> you know, um, we've seen a lot of tragedy. But what's pushing all that is this desire for the light to have that kind of kindness and beauty and, uh, and an intelligent society that is not rushing and impulsive, but considerate of others. So she's right there. So when, when uh, it's, she's retrograding right now, she's very tight with it. She won't be ex- conjunct during that retrograde, but right now when she's, when it's, um, right now it's happening at zero degrees. So I just want to say she's part of the mix and she's, she's there. She's might be sta- stepping a little bit in the background, but but she's guiding things. So again, being creative and not destructive, replacing your anger and impatience with cool strategic thinking. Let's see, is it time for the mantra? Yes, I think it is. Okay. Um, Yeah, so the mantra, um, again, you know, look at all the, and here is Mars, it hadn't even entered into Pisces, into um, Aries, and look at all the outrageous movement. I'm just calling forth um, some Black Lives Matter, um, some wonderful news in since the last podcast. I mean, it's just, the healing is just accelerating all over the place. 
Um, we've had uh, that NASA decided to name its center um, where I don't remember exactly where, but it, they're calling it the Mary Jackson Center, and that was the woman in Hidden Figures. Remember that amazing movie with Taraji Henson, Octavia Spencer, Mahashar Ali, and um, Janelle Monet. I remember them all. all for, yeah, phenomenal. Uh, the true story of the African-American woman who is the mathematician whose calculations literally put men on the moon. So they're finally honoring her. I think they have a statue to her, but now they're going to rename their center after her. So I think that Mary Jackson, how wonderful. Um, the Dixie Chicks, I don't know if you heard, but they've dro- they're dropping the name Dixie. They're just going to be called the Chicks, which is like amazing. Um, I think on Netflix, but I know for sure on Hulu, there is a, um, a new section that has popped up called Black Voices or uh, Black Stories, something of that. So it's an entire genre. Um, organizing uh, storylines according to that, the African-American uh, characters and experiences. Um, the Office, the, the, the popular uh, the television show, The Office, they removed episodes that featured blackface. Um, they, um, and I think the, probably my favorite one of all is that um, Black Lives Matter is being painted on the pavement in front of Trump Tower in Manhattan. Ha! You know, take that, right? Uh, I just, I'm, that's, that's super cool. That, that'll become a new tourist attraction. So uh, there, how, how's that for the reshaping and reconstructing of society? Uh, let's see. What, oh, yeah, and John Wayne Airport. He was, oh, he, was, he was definitely total racist. I mean, I don't know how well known that was, but I, I, I've known that. Um, and they had his name on the airport in, was it a Burbank? So they're renaming it. They're getting rid of his name. And um, even uh, bigger is Woodrow Wilson, who is definitely um, known. I think he's even on currency. Is he on like a $500 bill or something? Anyway, he, um, the Woodrow Wilson School of Public Service in Princeton University, they're taking his name. He went there and his the school was named after him. The, um, was it the political science or public whatever was named after him they're removing his name so uh that's you know that's that's really big uh, so this is we're we're really moving forward at at um warp speed here so uh let's take a, let's um consider you with our highest tools everything that we've been sharing today about you know let cooler heads prevail um, not getting frustrated, looking for new ways of moving and taking action that are in accordance with society, uh, switching out, as we are saying, this is just a little review, switching out anger and reactiveness and impulse and impatience for passion, for courage, for drive, um, being mindful about the, the feeling the need to compete. How about replacing competition with cooperation? Yeah, competition. You know, even it's written in, it's, it's, it's part of capitalism, right? The whole thing about competition and, you know, let them, the, the survival of the fittest. And that's just such a horrific way to live that you have to compete with your fellow man. And what, you're going to drown him out? I mean, you can see this 
this colonialism, cold-blooded thinking that has pervaded every area of our consciousness and our society. So how about if we cooperated with one another rather than competed? Why do we have to win over someone? Is that really winning? Gotcha? You know, what does that do for somebody else's soul? What does it do for the earth? Ask the earth. Um, Not being right, the need to be right, is a major Mars shadow, especially in its home sign of Aries. It's like, ugh, please, can we give up being right? Um, And can we stand for others? Not like, I can't stand you, but how about I will stand for you? Who can I stand for? Who needs help? Let's put things together, not destroy them. Or take things down that need to be taken down, but then construct something, not for the sake of smashing something, but for the sake of, of a bigger picture, like the celestial choir Sabian symbol. Think about the bigger picture of what we want to leave on this planet. Um, so with that, um, and I'm going to give you this mantra that I have used for many, many years. It is called the, the Mahamrityunjaya Mantra, or otherwise known as the Liberation Mantra. It is uh, dedicated to Lord Shiva. So in the Vedic tradition, Lord Shiva is the aspect of God or the aspect of our consciousness that is uh, related to death and rebirth and transformation and purification. So Shiva, Shiva is Pluto, you know, if you were to correlate it with a planet. So I figured, hey, you know, perfect, right? Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, and Capricorn, Mars squaring up. Bring on the liberation mantra. How can we be liberated from the continual repetitive behaviors that just keep us on the wheel of reincarnation? Um, so Maha Mrachanjaya is another name for Shiva. Maha means great. So in English, it would be translated as the great conqueror of death. Um, mantras, any mantra, um, whether it's in Sanskrit or Hebrew or what, whatever language, um, they are, um, well, Sanskrit, Tibetan, Chinese, and Hebrew are the four seed languages of light. So you could say they're like the earthbound version of the language of light. So the flame letters, the, literally the language of light coming from other dimensions, you could say it, it congealed into these languages that on, on this planet. So this particular mantra is in Sanskrit. Sanskrit is the only language in the world that has never changed through the centuries. It is still in its pure form. So when we say these holy syllables, and this is not about um, religion, really. I mean, it's, it's held, it's been held in, you know, Buddhism and Hinduism, but um, this is beyond any, you know, anybody from any faith can chant these, whether you're, you know, Muslim or Jewish or Christian, it's, it doesn't matter. These, these are powerful, uh, sacred, holy vibrations that when we speak them and sing them, they move through our uh, literally sound healing. They move through our embodiment and they uplift us and reprogram us. So uh, it's a great way to alleviate, to change our destiny, to be in control of ourselves and to take leadership and bring it, bring the, the, you know, the God self that we are to bring this into its fullest expression. 
mantras are a very, very powerful tool for that. So I want to, uh, what I found one online yesterday and I put it on my Twitter. Hopefully you follow me on Twitter at Star Sound Astro, little Twitter plug. But I, put, I pinned this to my page. So if you go to my page, you'll, you'll see I, I wrote a whole thing about it. Um, but the, um, this particular one I found on YouTube was by Anuradha Padwal. She is a, an amazing singer and um, chant master. So um, I really liked her, her particular um, take. Uh, this is a traditional rhythm that's in here. I'd love it if Jayutal, hint, hint, uh, would do this in, in his incredible fusion world music thing. So I don't know. I don't think he ever has, but if anybody knows if Jayutal has made this mantra into one of his songs, I would love to hear it. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of information on this video. It's very informative. And I'll just read just quickly a few things. It says here that um, the mantra is good for those who are suffering from some disease or having the fear of sudden death. This mantra has the highest form of energy. Well, that's very apropos, right? That's for Mars and the Pluto dance. We need energy, right? So this can help overcome and mitigate some of the, um, you know, effects of, of Mars where, the, where we may be feeling depleted in our energy. Um, it's always good to chant in the early morning because you're, you're programming your body for the day. But really, anytime you can get to a prayer, go for it. Um, the traditionally, this prayer is said in the early morning to be chanted um, before, at least according to this video, at least 11 times before any kind of activity. Um, 108 mantras or a mala bead, you know, which is the 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 prayer beads that uh, Hindus and Buddhists wear. Um, 108 times. 108 is a sacred number. It represents 12 uh, zodiac signs times nine planets. So 12 times nine, 108. When you chant 108 times, all the planets and zodiac signs are, um, you know, I don't know how to say equalized, but they, instead of creating these kind of, you know, ups and downs, conflict and such, and speed bumps, they all come on track. And so we're, we're literally calling down the energies of the planets and we're just harmonizing with them. So, hey, you know, yeah, you know, I'll take a, I'll take a dozen. So anyway, um, this is, this is what it sounds like. And I also remembered when I learned this, it's great for if you're on on your birthday, it's like new beginnings. So Mars, the little sprout that I said earlier in the convo, you know, it's like the sprout that pushes out of the ground. It's a new beginning. We're at zero degrees of Aries right now. Totally the new beginning regardless of where this is in your chart, so we can use this mantra powerfully. And it goes like this. <sighs> Om Triambakam Yajamahe Zumkandim Pushtivardhanam Uvarukameva Bandhanam Mrichor Mukshya Mamritata I'll say it two more times. Om Triambakam Yajamahe Sungandim Pushtivardhanam Uvarukameva Bandhanam Richor Mukshya Mamritata Om 
triambakam yajamahe sungandim pushti vardanam uvaru kameva bandanan mrichor mukshiya mamritata om shanti 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 Om peace 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 And on that note we conclude our podcast for today. I wish you all the very most wonderful powerful Mars transit for the next 6 months. If you are interested in where this is in your chart and the aspects it makes, just holler at me. I think I can I'm going to do a Mars special. It's like I'm going to call it the Star Sound Astrology Mars drive-through. So we if you want to just focus on that, holler at me, send me an email, starsoundastrology.com. We'll take care of you. We'll get that Mars thing figured out for you. But in the meantime, we can all take this mantra with us, sing it every day. If you go to a protest or a demonstration or whatever what have you, sing it. Sing it before you go. Sing it in the streets. Wouldn't that be neat? I know that uh, Gandhi used to um Gandhi sang uh Raghupati Rag Hava Raja Ram. He and his um the people in India when they were um walking and and uh, uh for independence, you know, when they were out there dealing with the British. So um uh, and that was all about unification, unity consciousness. So it w- it was about bridging all the various people, you know, the Hindus and Muslims and you know just bringing everybody together. So uh anyway, with that, there you go. Um we are very grateful for all of the uh work that you're we're all doing at this time um and the sacrifices that you're making and just know that there is definitely a payoff when we are in our power and being disciplined and focused we can all accomplish great things so with that um uh, i bid you adieu for this week see you next time take care namaste this is irliana samsara star sound speaks starsoundastrology.com Bye for now.